0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the counterpoint Point podcast. I'm Shubham Agarwal and in today's episode, we're going to discuss how to successfully transform the operating model of a company. Now, this is the theme that I would like our guest for today, Mr. Sharon Bansal, who's the director of Skipper Limited to discuss with us uh, here today. Well, most companies in the custom manufacturing industry of which uh, Skipper 2 forms a part, suffer from various persistent issues like, you know, problems with vendors, increasing costs, frequently missing components for manufacturing, high inventory, high level of working capital, low overall capacity utilization, long lead time, poor on-time performance, and at last the unhappy customers. However, Skipper was able to mitigate all these challenges after adopting the TOC flow principles in its operations. So join me for a discussion with uh, Mr. Sharon Bansil, to hear from him, their learnings from the, the entire experience. Hi, Sharon, welcome to the counterpoint podcast. I want to start by asking you, why did you feel the need that the company needed a change in the first place?
1: Well, I think the uh, biggest problem uh, in uh, engineering business, particularly our kind of engineering business is that the word itself, it is engineering and it is a customized manufacturing business where. We don't have the luxury to produce goods as per our timelines and have it available to the customer when they need it. Our manufacturing starts when the customer gives us a release because 100% of the production is customized, which presents huge challenges in itself to manage the entire supply chain, to make sure that all the different components of the finished product are available just in time so that we're able to meet the customer's lead time requirements. We uh, go through the engineering, the prototype, the mass manufacturing, the inspection, the logistics. All of it needs to come together just in time with the right coordination with the customer to make sure that we are fulfilling projects on time. So though that is the primary challenge, of course, apart from that, uh, all the other challenges that come with customized manufacturing like that, we typically have low uh, capacity utilization across plants. And on the other side, we may have a situation where we face, uh, over uh, flooding of orders at one time where all the customers want material just in that one month, when we were not able to do that in the past, we have faced penalties from customers. It has hit our operating margins uh, because of those penalties in an ever-competitive industry where already margins are squeezed. And also the biggest challenge is that uh, because of these temporary mismatch of capacity utilization, we are faced in a situation where many times we have to give up uh, high margin orders because we are not able to commit a delivery schedule to the customer where our Required lead time doesn't meet the customer expectations, and we have no choice but to let go of that order, even though it could have fetched a higher margin for the company.
0: Interesting. So, what were the major changes that were implemented to address some of the problems that you have highlighted here?
1: I think uh, 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 one of the challenges we have in our business is uh, because we buy only from primary steel producers. So, these are uh, typically large steel companies like Steel Authority and Tata Steel. Uh, Their delivery schedule doesn't necessarily match with our delivery requirements all the time or the delivery requirement that our customers uh, demand from us. Uh, So one of the first things that Vector did uh, when they came on board was uh, help us decouple the raw material uh, from our entire manufacturing process. Uh, They helped us design uh, BPR. Uh, based on which we were able to identify the key SKUs which we needed to have available in stock at all the time and a system to replenish that uh, uh, based on consumption. Uh, Now this was a very important step although we had fears initial that initially we had fears that this would lead to uh, increase of inventory but uh, those (coughs) were mitigated by helping us reduce inventory in the subsequent stages of manufacturing.
0: Right. And Mr. Sharon, could you also talk about the changes in the core manufacturing operations that were brought about?
1: Earlier, it was uh, when we were doing monthly planning, uh, a large amount of inventory would go into WIP at one time. And uh, that uh, again uh, would delay the next set of, uh, indents or batches coming into production. Uh, by moving into a weekly plan, we were able to cut short the size of inventory going into production and focus on finishing those lots faster. That was a significant step which uh, helped us bring down the overall data. Also we've gotten into the habit of, uh, taking up only clear PRIs into production. So because of the, Uh, enabling of taking on smaller batches into production, we have the luxury to say no to a lot of production where which we feel is not yet clear for mass production. One of the other benefits also was that uh, identifying where the bottleneck is in the plant. We were able to subordinate the production as per the bottleneck capacity. And I think that uh, also uh, is uh, quite significant because many a times uh, the identification of the right bottleneck would also not happen and uh company would be in the habit of elevating the constraint needlessly when it maybe it wasn't even required.
0: Wonderful. So what has been the impact of these changes on the people in the company? Because they're the first ones to face the change and change is always... Uh, Sometimes unsettling, sometimes uh, very disturbing as well. I would say the uh, daily flow meetings and the weekly uh,
1: plant review and the right structure where, uh, you know, the focusing on the road ahead instead of overanalyzing the past. Uh, I think that created an environment of uh, a lot of positivity. And uh, uh, people coming into meetings with enthusiasm, uh, with uh, uh, optimism about what they are going to undertake in the coming weeks. Uh, And that, I think, was a a big shift from the way we earlier carried out review meetings. Uh, That is, I would say, apart from the uh, decoupling of the raw material and the monthly to weekly plan, that probably, to my mind, was the third biggest shift that we had And that's more of a cultural uh, mindset, which I'm happy to say that we've continued on uh, in, uh, you know, across the company divisions, uh, where, uh, you know, the daily flow and the weekly flow meetings are something which are, I think, a part and parcel of our uh, regular life.
0: Yeah, so you've been personally involved in this transformation all throughout, right? And uh, uh, what I want to ask is, did this implementation change any of your personal beliefs? One is, of course,
1: that uh, management needs to be a science, not art. I think uh, that's the first thing for me personally, which uh, what, that, if you ask me what TOC means to me, that's what it means, that management needs to be a science, much more of a science than art. Uh, typically in India, I think we've all grown up uh, uh, imagining management to be something which very skilled managers do with a lot of experience and with a lot of uh, flair and a lot of uh, only when it's a capable manager then you have results otherwise no and i think uh, capability uh, needs to be documented needs to be put into process so that it's maintained second one is uh, uh, understanding that whatever you need improved you need to start measuring uh, i would say a lot of times we don't get into the habit of measurement of the right metrics. Uh, which is probably the TOC journey has brought about to us that if we want to have poogie or ongoing improvement continuously, then we need to be in the habit of constantly measuring what we want to see improved. Uh, the daily flow and the weekly flow meetings, we make it a point to identify what we would like to see measured uh, afresh. Uh, we identify challenges and then we uh, understand the right way on how are we going to measure this now. Uh, uh, another significant uh, and uh, I would say uh, uh, more ignored part of uh, management is also removing things which uh, you don't need anymore. While we are on the journey of Pugi and constantly improving, improving and uh, introducing new concepts, new measurements, we also make it a point to remove old reports and old measurements, which we don't require anymore. I think else it's just, we keep increasing the work of everyone in the team. And, uh, at the end, people just get tired, making reports all the time.
0: Right. So how, how were the results? What are the major benefits that you have realized, uh, with the whole transformation?
1: We've uh, certainly been able to crash our lead time, uh, initially where we would talk about a lead time of anywhere between two and a half to three months to customers. Now we are confidently able to give a written commitment to our customers for a 45 day lead time. And uh, the effort will be to eventually take this down to a 30 day lead time. And I think we're on that journey. We should be able to achieve that very soon as well. Also the other benefits uh, has been uh, the increase in plant output. We've seen plant output improve by almost 130% and uh, better working capital returns. So I'd say that uh, our overall working capital in the system has gone down by at least 20 to 25%, uh, where despite having the raw metal buffer, uh, we are still able to achieve the lower working capital purely because of being able to turn around our batches much faster and being able to build much faster to our clients. Two things which have, I think, really benefited in the inventory reduction is, of course, uh, reducing the size of the batches. So even though there might be a problem which still holds up a uh, production uh, uh, after the raw metal has been created, uh, you know, there might be a customer-related issue or there might be an internal engineering-related issue. But uh, the problem is uh, now impacting a smaller size batch versus a very large batch which would typically get created earlier.
0: So uh, I think as humans, we all... Resists change right how did you handle the resistance to change
1: you know change is obviously very difficult particularly in large organizations like ours uh, it's uh, it's painful and uh, it requires a lot of convincing and a lot of push from the key people at the top but uh, I'm happy that the team has come forward and adopted that change with open arms I think that I would is probably the biggest uh, uh, takeaway or biggest learning that I've had is that any change which is well thought out and which has uh, substance and merit, it can be implemented no matter what the resistance.
0: Great. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Sharan. Uh, it was wonderful speaking uh, with you. And uh, thank you for taking out time to speak to us on the podcast. For all the listeners, uh, you know, if you have. Uh, Any questions or queries, uh, you can write to us on our social media handles or you can write to us on our uh, website as well. The links to all the platforms are in the details to this episode and there are also details about how the transformation happened. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye.